family life can be both rewarding and frustrating. That is why we are here to strengthen families with quality information and support to meet the many challenges they face. Welcome to In Support of Families. Parents all over the world have been through the same trials that you are facing. Your host, Emma Lou Penrod, is here to help with valuable parenting tips for a happy, orderly home. My guest today is Curtis Banks. He's a financial educator and wealth mentor, an award-winning author, speaker, investor, and business consultant. Curtis has extensive experience in real estate and stock investing. He has managed and sold multiple businesses over the last 25 years and specializes in strategies for personal personal finances, and businesses of all sizes. Curtis, welcome. Good morning, Emilou. It's a pleasure to be here with you. I am honored to, to have this opportunity. I feel like I cut off the S on your name. It's Curtis Banks. Thank you. <laughs> and that's, that's a lot of, that's a very appropriate surname. It certainly is. And, you know, I... <laughs> think about this often. My name is Curtis Banks. I am a financial educator and wealth mentor and award-winning author of the book on money management. My company's name is Money Smart Education and I live in Prosper, Texas. It doesn't get better than that. <laughs> Talk about the law of attraction. <laughs> at work. I mean it is really at work here. I, I just love what I do, and I love that I'm able to help so many people to get on track with managing their money so that they can build wealth with money that they're already making. Well, Curtis, you know, I've known you for a couple of years. We've had many opportunities to interact, and I have always admired just your, not only your intelligence, but Again, this, I, I know, I can verify, you care about people, and you're very sensitive and caring, and it's an honor to know you. So, you. I love your story. I remember the first time I heard it, I was just, no, really? So, tell us about your journey. Well, Emily, this has been a life journey for me, and I have made so many discoveries along the way. But life for me began in a farmhouse in Greensboro, Alabama. My grandparents' home, it was a three-room house. Uh, they had 17 children. They were farmers. And that was the beginning of my life. And it was a very humble beginning as I look back on it. Uh, the three-room house had no electricity, no, no running water and uh, the windows were made of wood. So when you wanted to see out, you actually had to open the window. And it was a, a, a very fascinating time in many ways in that they raised 17 children. The children were all farmers. Uh, my parents, uh, after about eight years there, we moved to Cleveland, Ohio, and I began a whole new life and learning 
to live in a big city. My parents were working class uh, wage earners. My dad worked in the steel mill for most of his career, and my mom stayed at home. They taught me the values of family in which I saw firsthand my first eight years as my grandparents raised 17 children. And then my parents had seven children. I'm the oldest of the seven. And they taught us family values. And then I also learned from them to get a good education and get a good job so that I could do better in the next generation than they did. And that was really important for them because they really wanted to see us all do well, as all parents do. And I'm sure you can identify with that. You want your children to do well. And I did exactly as they had asked. I did well in school. When I, when I graduated at age 16, I joined the Air Force at age 17 so that I could pursue a degree in computer science. And I did, I started immediately and I earned a, a associate degree in business, a bachelor's degree in computer science with a minor in mathematics, and then went on to pursue a master's in management information systems. And that was really great. Uh, the first 10 years of my career, I had a great job, had a great income, started a family, I was doing really great. Sounds like the American dream, doesn't it? Oh, it does. Yeah. And it was, it was really wonderful that all these things that my parents had asked, I did them. I felt really good. At the end of the 10 years, though, I began to realize that uh, the American dream was turning into a bit of a nightmare and in, in that I realized that I was deep in debt, was living paycheck to paycheck, had a... a strained relationship with my wife and I can remember the moment that it really sunk in that the nightmare was upon me and that is I'm sitting at my dining room table staring at a big stack of bills it could have been a mile high and uh, and I'm staring at these bills and I had just gotten off the phone with the third bill collector negotiating a debt that I couldn't pay and that's when it hit me that things weren't so good. And I was feeling really miserable because here I was, educated, had a good career, was making lots of money, but yet I couldn't make ends meet. Oh, and I was working a part-time job. And, I, and it just the more money I made, the worse it got. And that was the beginning for me. I, the only thing I could think to do at that moment was to pray. And I prayed that I learn a better way to manage my money. And I committed to it. And that was the beginning of a new era for me and beginning to understand how money works. And I began my education to focus on, to focus primarily on how to manage money I took finance courses, economic courses. I took uh, various, I talked to people who knew how to do it. I talked to some people who didn't know how to do it. And I learned a new system. Uh, by the way, there were no systems on the market that addressed how money works. 
there were a lot of accounting systems and there were a lot of different uh, people focused on different aspects, but there, there was no holistic solution. So that was a real, real eye opener for me on the journey for the next 25 years. I learned and I practiced and I created wealth well beyond what I could have imagined. And wrote a book about it. <laughs> yes. Yes, I wrote a book about it. The book is titled The Book on Money Management, How to Build a Foundation for Wealth. It took me about 15 years, Emily, to write this book. And it was published in 2017. It has changed the lives for many, many people, and including members of my own family. It has been tremendous uh, way of putting it all together so that you understand from one book what those key things are that you must focus on in order to keep more of your money, to grow the money you keep, and to build wealth. Yes, and I got an autographed copy of that book, and it, it is. It has valuable content um, from a very down-to-earth perspective that is easy to read and understand, but it makes sense. And I know that you're not the only one, I think, who has struggled with managing money. I think it is more common than not for people to spend as fast as they earn, and sometimes faster. With credit cards, it is now possible to spend more than you earn. Absolutely. On my journey to learn how to manage money, I made some discoveries, and I'll share a few of them with you. As I talked to my friends, I realized that they were in the same situation. They were working part-time jobs, and they were having struggles in making ends meet. I then went on to do some additional research and found that some data published by the U.S. government, and the data indicates that 20% of the people in the United States has 87% of the wealth. Yes, 20% of the people have 87% of the wealth. That means that 80% of the people have just 13% of the wealth. Now, there is something obviously that the 20% is doing that the 80% isn't doing. The 20% is enjoying the life they live and the 80% is deep in debt and living paycheck to paycheck. And, and as you pointed out, we most commonly turn to our peers for advice and recommendations. So we're asking someone else who is also in debt. Yes. How to manage our money. And we're not learning anything. Exactly. What's interesting, too, is sometimes our peers look like they are doing well because they have you know, a nice home and they have nice cars, and they wear nice clothes. So it looks like they're doing really, really well. So it's natural that you would ask them. The reality is, because they have the nice car and the big house and all the nice clothes, they're spending their money on things that depreciate. 
And that's what gets you deep in debt. Yes, yes. And, and this trying to keep up with that. You're right. They may have a nice big house, but they also have a big mortgage. Yes. And a big car payment. Uh-huh. And a big car insurance payment. Yeah. And big car maintenance. So what, what they mean when they say, um, what is that saying about being house rich, but many poor or? Right. Because your, your house, while on one hand, it does represent an investment. But on the other hand, it is an expense because it doesn't pay you. Right? So if, you're a house, if you bought a house and you rented it to someone, it would be an investment and an asset. Because the definition of an asset is something that pays you. So if you live in the house, it is, it is an investment, but on the other hand, it is also an expense because you're making the payment. Yes, yes. And, and a lot of people don't understand that, that difference. Yes. So what I've done, and I put these in my book, there, there is a wealth language. And there are some key terms that you really want to understand in order to practice wealth. And those words, you understand what they mean, and those are the numbers that you want to know really well, like savings, expense, liabilities, assets, net worth, cash flow. Now, those are some of the fundamental words that you want to be familiar with. That makes sense. Let me start with uh, some concepts that I learned as I was developing a system for me to practice. And then as I was working on the book, there was some realizations that I had. One is I could write a book and you could read it and then you could uh, practice what I put in the book. So you know what I did and you know, you know much of how I did it, but not necessarily all the details because you're reading and interpreting it. So then I realized that if I just wrote the book, people would get portions of what my intentions were and the the details you'd get you'd miss a lot of the details because the book would have to be very very thick so this book is about 113 pages really intended to help you to understand that there's a better way and how to begin your practice and then i started to realize that that having some training would help people to internalize what's in the book so I created training programs, uh, one that is a video series that you could do at your own pace. Second is a program that I offer once a month that is online one day. It's called Money Smart Intensive. The video series, by the way, is called Money Smart 101. Then I have a one-day intensive, and then I have a three-day that's live. So for those who, who it's practical to join, if from anywhere around the world, you could join in a one day that's online in a session in a Zoom meeting format. Then the three day is live. It's in Dallas, Texas, and it is a three day program where you have actually have time to practice and internalize more of the concepts over a three day period. Those three programs meet the variety of needs that people have. 
So instead of it doing a one size fit all, if you're a busy person and you want to do it at your own pace, you have Money Smart 101. If you would, if, you're, if you don't desire to travel and you'd like to do a online course, then we have Money Smart Intensive Online. For those who are able to travel and or local, we have the three-day Money Smart Intensive that, in, that is in person. Those programs are, are the education. I also learned that the education is great too, but then when people leave the training, they go back to their lives and their life takes over. So we embedded in each program a mentoring component, which over, the, over a three-month period, we have a program called Implementation Bootcamp, and it comes with all three programs. All three education programs come with Money Smart Implementation Bootcamp. And it's every other week over a three-month period intending to help you to embed this new set of concepts and practices into your daily life. And this is so important because people don't learn in school how to manage money. What they do is they learn how to get a job and how to make money. But in the education system, they don't teach you how to build wealth. Because you missed that component on how to build wealth, most people will spend every dime they make. And because they're in debt, they're not only spending every dime they make, they're spending money that they will make in the future. See, debt is a, is a, is a, is demands a future payment. That makes sense? It sure does. And so that's where people will end up. So we created this multi-component. So we have education and we have mentoring. And then there's a third component that we add that comes with each one of the education programs. And that is strategy and tools. So there are strategies to help you to increase your earning potential, strategies to help you to keep more of the money that you make, strategies to grow the money that you keep, and then we have strategies to protect your wealth. Those are things you don't learn in school and we embed those in our training. And then you also get the tools that I use to manage my money. And I call them primarily dashboards. We have dashboards for visibility of your money, dashboards for life balance, uh, a significant number of dashboards that, that we provide and train you on so that you get a fresh start with education, you get the mentoring, handholding, accountability, you get an accountability partner, and we have people that are in the prog program that are in pursuit of, the, of similar objectives that you are pursuing. So you walk together in this journey over the next three months to internalize what you learn and put it into practice. That sounds so valuable. So much more than just learning how to fill out a balance sheet. Absolutely. In fact, that's, that's what stops so many people. See, I, I've learned that there are three things that people deal with. One is they're deep in debt. Two is 
they're living paycheck to paycheck. And three, they don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. And if you don't pursue something new and different, the odds are you're going to do what you always do, which will guarantee you'll get the result that you always get. It, it sounds like it starts with a, a change in mindset, just at looking at money a different way. Yes, it requires you to look at money a different way. So the 20% is looking at money differently than the 80%. They have a different mindset about money. They have a different set of, uh, they have a different system for how they manage their money. And they get a totally different result. You can see by, by the numbers, the 20% has 87% of the wealth. Yes. And it isn't that they did anything illegal or sneaky. They just knew the rules of the game. Yes. And without knowing the rules, just like in sports, if you don't know the rules, you're, you're, you're bound to lose the game. For example, if you took basketball, there are referees on the court. And their job is to ensure that the rules are being followed by both teams. When you commit an infraction, generally it means that the opposite team will get the ball or they'll get to shoot a point or you'll get penalized in some way. And that's their job. Now, in money, there are rules and there are referees. You just don't know who they are if you're in the 80%. If you're in the 20%, you absolutely know who the referees are and you know what the penalties are. And you know what the rules are. <laughs> you know what the rules are, exactly. And you play by a different set of rules, right? So the 80% is also playing by a set of rules, but they are not the rules of the game. So let me give you an example. Your credit score is an indicator of how well you're following the rules. Most people don't, don't get this, but if you have a low credit score, it's telling you that you have been violating the rules. You're in the penalty box. You're in, absolutely. You're, get, you get, you're getting penalized. A low score is a reflection of penalties that you're getting because you're not following the rules. And because you're not following the rules and you have a low credit score, the interest rate that you will pay is high. Does that make sense? It certainly does. It certainly does. And your programs sound wonderful. There's something there for everyone. Yes. And I know it's, it's critically needed. We have, yeah, it's, it's overwhelming, um, especially the younger people starting out. I, I understand that, you know, they, they leave home, they get a job, they get married, and you know, five years later, they're in deeper debt than their parents. And, so, and, there, and I know what you mean. I, I was a high school teacher, and I know um, not much of this is covered in our curriculum. So how do people get a hold of you? How do they find out more about? I'll, tell us about that. Yes. So there are several ways to reach me. And the first is CurtisBanks360.com. When you go to curtisbanks360.com, you have an option on the page to one, schedule an appointment with me, 
Two, you can send a text message directly to me or an email just directly from the site. And then you can also download my information, my contact information directly to your cell phone so that you have the ability to reach me uh, using your cell phone directly without going to the site. Also on the site, you can get to my website. There are some videos and there's content that's free and available to you from the 360 site. The second way is through moneymanagementbook.com is the book website. And from there, you can order the book and it gets delivered directly from Amazon. If you have Prime, you'll get it in two days. Also on that site is a free offer to this group and it is called the Wealth Checklist. It's fundamentally the top reasons why you should start building wealth. And it's a great examination into this concept of wealth and, and why it's important to you. So those are the two, moneymanagementbook.com and curtisbanks360.com. Awesome. And I'll have those links on my website. Curtis, thank you so much for the valued knowledge you gained from your life experiences. Is there anything else you'd like to add? I'd like to sum up by saying most people, the average person here in the U.S. makes over $60,000 a year, somewhere between 60 and 64,000 per year. And most people would say that is not enough to build wealth. And that is part of the rhetoric that's thrown out. There's a lot of misinformation out in the community. But let me just give you an example. If you took the $60,000 per year, and I think you can build wealth with $60,000 per year. And that is, if you kept 10% of the $60,000 per year, you could actually be wealthy at the, end of the, at the end of 40 to 50 years of working. And here's why. With $60,000 per year times 40 years, you would make over $2.4 million over 40 years. Now, $60,000 doesn't sound like much, but 2.4 million, you have to admit, is a decent amount of money, right? Well, that is just recognizing that if you looked at 60,000, see the 80% the would look at the 60,000 and say, it's not enough to save. Mm -hmm. The 20% would look at 60,000 and say, you know, over 40 years, that's $2.4 million. So looking at the big picture. Right. The long term. The Right on. The 20% look at the big picture. They look at it from a long-term perspective and they say 60,000 over 40 years would be $2.4 million. So if I look at it at 60 and say it's not enough to save, then, the, then I would likely spend it all. But if I look at the lifetime earnings, 2.4 million, I would say, wow, that's a lot of money. It makes sense. Yes. So the 20% would save 10%. And if you did save 10%, it would be $240,000 that you would save, even if you had no interest, would be, would be 240,000. Okay. If you save that 
10% and put 5% interest on it, it would be over 700,000. So you see how you look at money matters. Yes. And it determines what you do. So we teach the 20% method with the expectation that you're going to learn how to look at your money differently and you'll learn some new principles and practices to put in place. And the outcome will be dramatically different, just like the 20%. So you may be wealthy right now and just don't know it. That's what I want to leave you with. Awesome. Awesome. I love that. Curtis, thank you so much. You are welcome. And it has been a pleasure. I love what you're doing with In Support of Families. And anything I can do to help provide additional guidance for you and your followers, I am here for you. And I'd encourage you to read the book. In fact, I'm sharing for your followers. I encourage you to read the book. And if there's anything I can do to help you to take the next step, reach out to me at curtisbanks360.com. Thank you, Emmalou. Thank you, Curtis, and you have a great day. I will, thank you. We have just concluded another episode of In Support of Families. If you enjoyed the show and found it valuable, we appreciate you leaving us a review or recommending us to your friends. For more helpful resources, visit our website at insupportoffamilies.com. Join us again next week. And thanks for listening.